episode 216 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, my pal, the Quincy. Hey, everybody. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Pretty good, man. Another week. Um, you know, another day living and breathing, so can't complain. Can't complain. Uh, well, I will complain right now. Me and my mic stand <laughs> are going to be fighting for the rest of this podcast. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's been... I. I don't know. I've just been ignoring it for a while, but like the little screw at the bottom that's supposed to hold the bottom portion in in place is broke. And so Uh, every once in a while, like it won't, won't hold in place or every once in a while, like I gotta, I've literally had to like pin it, the, the feet down with like pillows or something. So it doesn't fall over. (laughs) And so it's so stupid. It's like, I could buy another one on Amazon for like $25 and and I just haven't, this thing's been broken for over a year. It's every podcaster's, uh, you know, it's, it's a probably the most common problem that Mm -hmm. most podcasters had. Yeah. One of the most common, I think the most common is forgetting to hit record before you start the podcast. Absolutely. Which we've done a few times, unfortunately. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. We were, I remember that one time we were doing what well, we, we were on a roll. We were talking about like streaming services, and I looked down after like 20, 25 minutes and realized, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'll probably buy a new mic stand when I get my tax return back. There you go. You getting the tax return, or is the man's uh, taking everything you got? No, no, I got one. Yeah. So, thank goodness. Yeah, I got a coworker that got a tax return of eighty-two uh, dollars. Whoa! I no, we cannot figure out how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. I mean, what's the point after that? That's like two tanks of gas. And that, well, not even two. He has a um. Uh, F-250, so it was like a tank and a half. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oof, it's like the $82, I mean, don't get me wrong, if you give $82 right now, I'd, you know, to go away, I would go away. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not necessarily scoffing at $82, but <laughs> I'm just saying for the effort that goes into doing your taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I knew that I was going to only get eighty two dollars back, and the, and the IRS wasn't going to throw me in jail, wouldn't even bother. I'd be like, roll wouldn't this to back. next year. Let's roll it to next year, fellas. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, all right, <laughs> we're going to get back on topic. So we're here. Um, we didn't record a podcast uh, last week for a simple reason. Our numbers do better when we release podcasts on Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> so we're gonna try to like either record on the weekend or record on Monday, get out earlier. Um, so we have not spoken to each other about the Super Bowl. No, not at all. Not, not, 
what was it? Super Bowl was it fifty seven? Yeah, that was the last one we talked about the Super Bowl. Yeah, was the Super Bowl trying to figure out what the hell damn number we're watching. <laughs> yeah, uh, so entertaining game. The Chiefs defeat the Eagles thirty eight to 35 um i will sit here and admit that i was wrong i picked against jordan and and for a while there i was looking good until the second half yeah uh what do you think about the game uh uh, i was talking to somebody about it but they put it best really great game but Mm -hmm. a a very underwhelming finish yeah the finish you know at the end of the day you got it's all about winning. I totally understand it. it. And, you know, you have to do what makes the most sense. But, you know, it's still a little like we Deflating. can. Yeah, we can definitely. Um, as fans, we're always going to find something to complain about or pick at. And, you know, most fans, at least casual fans, would just say, look, you got to score that touchdown and take your chances. Um, you know, I guess analysts and things like you know fans that consider themselves analysts will agree yeah you got to do what they did and you know put the ball down on the one yard line and uh you know kick the field goal you know run down the clock like i get it i totally get it but still a little deflating yeah at the end of the day i know people made a big deal about the holding call and should not have been held called or by the ref or whatever and i'm like if it was a hold and it was the defender even admitted after the game that was a whole that then the ref was right to call it. But like, like you said, the most disappointing part of that, which is McKinnon um, going down the two yard line and them just running out the clock and kicking the field goal at the end of the game. That's why yeah. when people are like, Oh, well, this is one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time. I'm like, is it? I mean, it's, it was good. Don't get me wrong, but the ending, it just took all the air out of, out of the balloon. It's probably the greatest 58 sec 58 minutes 30 seconds <laughs> of a Super Bowl game maybe yeah the mo- maybe the most exciting 58 minutes and 30 seconds in Super Bowl history um but that last minute and a half or whatever you know definitely a different story um but you know again at the end of the day you gotta do what you gotta do to get the W yeah so, no one the chip no one in Kansas City gives a shit about it. No, no, no. And no. I don't blame them. You, you, what does Herman ever say? You play to win the game. That's what yep. the Chiefs did. And so when we look back at this Super Bowl 10, 15 years ago, what do you think the first thing that's going to come to mind? When we look back at this one? Yeah. Uh, in 10 to 15 years, we okay. might be saying that, that this was, you know, uh, that this was really the start of, Patrick Mahomes, you know, ascent as the greatest quarterback of all time. Mm -hmm. That's only if he wins a few more Super Bowls and is dominant this whole, you know, that whole time, you know. I feel like he's he's like uh, Mike Trout in the sense, like, he's already a Hall of Famer. Like, as long as he doesn't get, like, some kind of career-ending injury, he's already in. Like, just play. Or scandal. Or or scandal, anything like that. Just play normal, you're already in. Yeah, um, he's what two MVPs, two Super Bowls, two Super mm-hmm. Bowl MVPs. He's been incredible, and will pr- probably go down as the greatest qual- quarterback of all time. Like you said, for me, when I think of this game, all I'll be able to think about is that damn field. Oh yeah, 
<laughs> that oh my was, that was that was like um one of those Texans fields the day after the uh college football team run on it. That was right. like it's a Super Bowl. How do you have these guys just slipping and sliding the entire game to make no sense? Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one play where um um Kansas City was driving down and they they snapped the ball and like during the play both defensive ends for the Eagles slipped. It was it was ridiculous. It was like those they were out there playing on ice. It I've never seen a professional field that bad in a in mm-hmm. such a huge setting. Yeah, you know, regular season game we've seen it happen plenty of times, uh, but man, for the Super Bowl that's just just uncalled for. I think they said they spent like I can't remember it was eight eighty thousand or eight hundred thousand dollars on the field or something like that. they spent a crazy amount of money on that grass and it was just it was completely terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about oh the Chiefs offensive line was praised for the performance of the game. Because Philadelphia had 70 sacks during the regular season and they didn't have any in the Super Bowl. I'm like, you look at those guys out there slipping and sliding. There's nothing they can do. It's mm-hmm. like you fall down and then the offensive lineman is just hovering above you. There's what are you, you going to do? You're, you're, you're just going to wait till the whistle blows and get in formation for the next play. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I remember that. Also, Jalen Hurts, he played an excellent game. Had over 300 uh, passing yards and a TD, three rushing TDs as well. I mean, statistically, he played a better game than than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mahomes only had like, a, what, 198, 192 yards passing? 182. 182 yards passing, three touchdowns. But look, it's that's a, an efficient game, you know, won by the Super Bowl MVP, you know, and that's uh, – Sometimes that's what you got to do. Not every Super Bowl win is going to be led by a you know a 350 yard passing game with four touchdowns. You know that that's not going to happen all the time. Um, so that that was a little underwhelming to be in my opinion. Well, let's be honest. He would only have one touchdown if the Eagles wouldn't have left receivers booty butt naked open and back to back drives. <laughs> right. Oh my god. That was yeah. crazy. I mean, the, I mean, Philly's defense was – they were on top of it all first half. And then, you know, the second half was just – it was just a different story, man. It was different. Um, and I wouldn't – you know, I was listening to some – one of the talking heads, mm-hmm. you know, discussing the game. And I think the question was, was this more of a Chiefs comeback or a, a – uh, Eagles collapse. And I mean, you got to say it was a chiefs comeback because it's not like Philadelphia got shut out in the game. You know, that second half, you know, they were, they were up what I think 24 to 14 at halftime, something like that. Uh, yeah. 24, 14. And you know, they still scored 11 more points. You know, it, it's not like they didn't score in the second half. And so, you know, Kansas city just, just outscored him and outplayed him in that second half, but it wasn't necessarily a collapse, in my opinion. I don't know. Can you, you have Patrick Mahomes, and you know he's the MVP and everything, so you can make the case that he just outplayed him. But 
the Eagles gave up 14 points in the first half and then 24 in the second. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, they had two touchdown drives where the the receiver just walked in the end zone completely open. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, no matter how good of a quarterback or not good your quarterback is, if you're just leaving dudes open, anyone can play. Like, mm-hmm. even Davis Mills can make wide open touchdown plays, you know? Their backup, Chad Henney, would have scored. Yeah. So there's got, like, I understand the giving the praise to uh, Patrick Mahomes, but there's got to be, like, that defense has to figure out what what the hell went wrong in that second half. They want to make it back to the Super Bowl next year. Yeah. No, that's a good point. That's a good point, too. Because, like I said, the field was causing problems. They couldn't get any sacks. But – Kansas City was playing on the same field. Very true. I mean, it was the conditions were same, were the same all around. Um, yeah, and for once, even me, I won't do it because you can't, <laughs> you can't blame it on the halftime show. Mm-mm. Oh, that stuff was happening before the halftime show. I like to, I get a little upset when, like Minute Maid, when they have seven different concerts during the baseball season, throughout the baseball season, you know, mm-hmm. and then the field is just it destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, what do you think about the uh, halftime show? I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw clips oh, of it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are you telling I, me that you did not, you did not watch a black queen perform during black history month? Wow. Not, not this wow. year. <laughs> I've watched others. I've definitely watched others. I watched Lady Gaga. Wait. Mm, nope. Yeah, take that back. <laughs> I watched uh, J-Lo. Oh, wait. Nope. Uh... <laughs> I don't even remember that Super Bowl performance happening. <laughs> I don't either. Like somebody on uh, TikTok watched a video. People, uh, these two guys, they were like guessing all the previous halftime performance. And they got to that one. I was like, I don't know where the hell I was because I remember that <laughs> yeah. game. I have no I have no memory of that halftime show at yeah. all. Yeah, honestly, I don't really. I mean, there's enough of a break where I can run and do something if I need to. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, uh, you know, typically, I mean, really, I just, you know, I don't really watch the halftime show, black or white or brown, you know, in Jalen Shakira's case. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'll go back and watch it, you know, after the fact. But It was uh, good. I enjoyed it. I, um, I knew every song, which is always a plus when there's a halftime show going on. Yeah. I remember those times after Janet Gate where they were uh, bringing out all the old rockers of yesteryear. I, was like, <laughs> right. I had no idea what's going on here. It's Bruce time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every sports writer in America was jamming with that. But it wasn't right. like, yeah, but now they've kind of relaxed the rules, right? And they've decided we can be cool again. Mm-hmm. I did watch. I mean, I don't watch every halftime show, mm-hmm. admittedly, but I did watch last year's. I did watch the the history, like not history of rap, but the that was the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the G-Funk Super Bowl. As yeah. Omani Jones likes to call it. Yeah, I enjoyed last last year. Um, God, the year before was the weekend, I believe. 
I heard that was pretty crazy. Yeah, that was a spectacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, gee, uh, you know what? I'm not going to play this game because I will miss <laughs> some. <laughs> no. But, like, I remember the really good ones. Beyonce, that was a really good one. I enjoyed that one. I remember mm-hmm. oh, Prince, love that one. That's probably the grades of all time. Bruno Mars. I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed Red Hot Chili Peppers and Bruno Mars until yeah. everybody started complaining that Red Hot Chili Peppers weren't even playing their instruments. <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's a bummer. Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Lip syncing, not playing. I'm never surprised when that happens on a national stage. Um, I remember bad ones too. The Justin Timberlake second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Creed. Creed? <laughs> it was like 1999 or 2000. Uh, this was before God. Super Bowl halftime shows were really a thing. I'll send it to you. <laughs> oh, uh, now I got to look this up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go and look it up. and. <laughs> but I think you should watch it after we're done recording because to hear the, the songs that you know are being played, I mean, you can remember, I mean, I'm sure you, you'll remember the songs that, that were played, but hmm. the spectacle itself was pretty, um, pretty, pretty outstanding. I can hold on. I'm looking, looking, looking. I'm gonna. I gotta search Creed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got. While you're doing that, uh, are you sure? Because I'm not getting anything on the on the. Or maybe that was. I think you're on that stuff again. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. Oh, it was Thanksgiving. My my okay. mistake. Yeah. Okay. That that makes way more sense because it was during. It was at you know, was it Texas Stadium back mm. when the Cowboys played there? Yeah. Yeah. Watch that anyways because it's hilarious. It's something that <laughs> I kind of wish they had done at the Super Bowl. Bruno Mars, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I was fourteen. Oh, one other one I remember, 2019 Maroon 5. I remember people throwing a fit about that one because it was Maroon 5 in Atlanta. <laughs> All those black-ass artists you have. Right. And your headliner is Maroon 5. Mm-hmm. They could have done their own, like, southern medley. Mm. Like they did last year with the West Coast rappers. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. The 2009. That I think that was when all the Kaepernick stuff was going down. So it may have been an issue of they can't get anybody because it was Maroon Fire, Travis Scott, and Big Boy. And I do remember people saying, oh, my God, why is Travis Scott doing this after everything Kaepernick's done? And other people were like, well, he may never get a stage like this again. Right. He's doing all right for himself. Mm-hmm. Caused a lot of mayhem, literally. Yeah. Cactus Jack, uh, HBCU's uh, baseball class, he just wrapped up mm-hmm. at Minimate. Um, yeah, um, moving on, let's talk about the game, talk about the halftime show. Let's talk about one last question, though, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I don't have an answer to this, and so it might be unfair that I always ask questions that I necessarily don't have my own answers for. But if you could pick anybody for a halftime show, let's say living, because I don't want to go back in time, <laughs> any uh, yeah. 
current artist or any living artist, who would you want to see? Now you don't take into account, oh well, we gotta we gotta make sure that it's, you know, that, that the fans know who this is, the you know, the fans gotta, you know, be behind it. It's a, a, a an audience of one. <laughs> You're that audience. Man, I don't know because they there's a lot of people that have already done that I would like to see. Like mm-hmm. Rihanna just passed, Kendrick Lamar. Um Honest, if I could, I, personally for me, I would love to see um, Outcast. Ooh, wow! Yeah, yeah, yep. Man, that that medley would be incredible. Of course, I'm a Houston boy, so having like all the Houston guys, like uh, uh, Paul Wall, Lil Kiki, uh, Zero, Slim Thug, that would mm-hmm. that would speak to me. Sure. <laughs> But I think, well, that's me personally. I think the one that would do the biggest right now would be some combination of Drake and Bad Bunny. Man, yeah, that would be, you know, after that audience of one, that might, that would probably be the most watched Super Bowl performance. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how huge Bad Bunny is. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like, uh, he's been the most streamed artist on Spotify three years running. And he can't like get he, nominated for a Grammy, like a uh, you know primetime Grammy. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Those Grammys listeners, like this is an English pass. <laughs> you know, Bad Bunny has some bangers and another ring. Man, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I uh, he he won me over after his performance in the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And uh, SummerSlam or whatever <laughs> other show he was he wrestled on. Yeah, he's the man. He's uh, but the last question I was going to ask you after the halftime show: um, commercials, Super Bowl commercials. They spend millions of dollars for a thirty-second <laughs> ad on the Super Bowl. Were there any that um, stood out to you? No, but I mean, the only thing I was I was really interested. Uh, the only thing that I, that really caught my eye was the Flash teaser trailer. Oh, you want to talk about it? I need time. Okay. Um, before we do the movie trailers, I'm, I'm just gonna go. I'm just looking at the CBS website and talking about all the um, the, they had a ranking of the commercials. The only one that really got to me was the farmer's dog. Is the forever commercial where it shows this like little girl growing up with her dog, mm-hmm. all the way up to like having children and everything, and the dogs are there. I swear to God, if they had killed that dog in the commercial, I would have turned off the TV and just went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a reason why I don't watch the commercials as much anymore, or I don't really keep my eye on them because I, you know. A lot of them can get pretty sentimental. I'm like, ah, and we're trying to watch football here. <laughs> we got the Dunkin' Donuts ad with uh, Ben Affleck working the drive-through. Yep. Uh, did you ever watch Breaking Bad? The first season, yeah. I couldn't keep up. Yeah, that Aaron Paul. I don't. Really, I'll be not a friend. Say, not a fan. All right, there At was least one, that character. There was one that that got on my nerves. It was the Bud Light one with Miles Turner and his wife, with the whole music, and got on my nerve because the goddamn whole music stuck in my head like thirty seconds after oh, the commercial left. Oh, 
The uh, uh, that Coors Light, Miller Light commercial, Blue Moon. Yeah. Eh, come on. I, I was just like, what? I was confusing. Uh, the T Mobile. The last thing we need to see on television is a white man and a black man fighting each other at a bar, hmm. dueling it out. Yeah. For beer supremacy. <laughs> Trying to heal things in this country. Speaking of black and white, uh, the T-Mobile commercial with uh, Donald oh. on and um, oh, yep, John Travolta, yeah, Zach Braff, Zach Braff, yeah, and John Travolta. I like that one. Uh, uh, really I, made I, me miss uh, Olivia Newton-John. Yep, that's yeah. true. I think that was about it. Yeah, those are the ones that yeah, and the uh, that one for that. It was in an HR company where they had all the old rock stars. Oh yeah, yeah, that was kind of cool. But and then also, all they have so many electric vehicles coming out now. Yeah, let's see who had one. Jiro Jiro Motors, who else Jeep. Had a Jeep, and one other Ram. It's the wave of the future. Yeah, future. Sure. Future. Man, you spend this much money on commercials and like you hope people remember them like a week later. They're lucky that we just didn't have time to talk about the Super Bowl like immediately after (laughs) that Mm -hmm. we're talking about two weeks later. But otherwise I probably wouldn't be. Probably wouldn't. (laughs) Really wouldn't. All right, before we get to the Flash trailer real quick, I want to say Fast 10. Um, you don't watch the Fast and Furious movies, but I do, and I love them. Fast mm-hmm. 10, going to be there <laughs> day one. The tra- I, I didn't really need a trailer. It's I was already sold on the fact that it, the movie existed, but I will be there because that trailer looks great. Jason Momoa looks like he's going to be a crazy Joker-like villain. I'm all <laughs> in. Very cool. Yeah. I, can, I, I have a... Uh, I have an outsider's appreciation for the um, the absurdity of that franchise. Yeah. And I don't say absurdity in a derogatory way. But the fact that they've gone from... <laughs> we started out as street racers. They were boosting Xboxes and DVD players. And now they're like secret government black ops agents working for the government so working for the government going to space didn't they go to space yes <laughs> oh and they're all super rich right 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 <laughs> the absurdity of of that arc is how can you how could you like legitimately hate on that <laughs> like i'm a bit of a I'm becoming a crotchety old man, but even I can't. Even I can't shit on it. Oh, I'm glad. All right, man, let's get to this flash trailer real quick. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh man. Oh, it's like <laughs> take your time. Why do they why are these creeps involved with this amazing looking movie? Why is that creep involved in that amazing looking movie? 
Oh, I thought you were gonna go and say, uh, waiter, I got I got a lot of Batman in my Flash movie. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it, man. Uh, it was awesome to see uh, Michael Keaton, to see the the original bat suit, mm-hmm. the other bat suits, the Batmobile, <laughs> like all of it, man. It was it was pretty awesome, uh, and I'm pretty excited to see what you know where they go with this. Yeah, that original Batmobile gets my blood running. Yep, uh, it's probably the best one still. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it looks, it looks good. Uh, it looks like James Gunn knows what he talked about when he said that it was going to be a great movie. It's just the whole Ezra Miller of it all. Right. Like I'm not going to be get get over them being in the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Them being in the movie twice because they play. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they play the Flash and past Flash. Right. So their faces. You know, just to pose over another actor is crazy. I don't know, man. I'll just boo over anytime. I'll just get up and boo whenever. There, they. <laughs> yep, yeah, whenever, whenever they're li- they're speaking their lines. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, "Why are you booing booing them?" You're like, "I'm not booing because I'm." Um, I'm shaming them for being uh, what's it called? Non-binary. I'm shaming them for being a piece of shit. <laughs> right. But it's it looks it looks interesting. We'll see what happens when it actually hits movie theaters, man. Yep. Yep. And then my final trailer I want to bring up real quick. Mm-hmm. Hey man. Why is this Air Jordan shoe movie rated R? You know, that's an excellent question. Because all I know is I saw the trailer and I was like, yes, real cinema. Yeah. <laughs> we got Ben Affleck and uh, what's his name? Matt Damon. Matt Damon together again. This is real cinema, hour, cinema hours. We got, what's his name? God, the dude from Rested Development. Uh, Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. And Viola Davis. Come on now. Can't ever go wrong. She is a fantastic actor. Yes, I mean this is gonna be fun. Um, I don't think. <laughs> why is it rated R? That's an excellent question because this seems. Why like is a, it? Yeah, go ahead. Unless they are up there cursing like sailors, there's no reason for this to be rated R. What could possibly be rated R about getting a 21 year old Michael Jordan to sign to your shoe company to like to sign to your shoe deal? I don't understand. I I don't. I didn't even like. Now you're now you're talking about like. I don't even think I noticed it was rated R. I think I just automatically assumed it's like PG thirteen. And now I'm now I caught it at the very end. I was like, what? (laughs) Why? Now I have to go see it to see what the hell is rated. (laughs) You just made my interest peak even higher. I wanted to see this movie. Ah, yes. Overall, Super Bowl Sunday is pretty good. Yeah. So let's talk about what happened this past Saturday. WWE held their Elimination Chamber PLV 
the premium live event. Okay, we got a PLV. Um, man, I watched the entire uh show. I'm rewatching it right now as we speak, and I was very sports entertained after uh Saturday night. What say you start to finish? From start to yeah, same. I mean, the men's the women's elimination match, it's just wrapping up right here on the peacock. That mm-hmm. was great. All those women put in the men's elimination chamber match. Oof. I mean, like, what match do you want to talk about first? Uh, we can start with the, the women's and we can kind of go in order. All right, it was a short card. I mean, in, in terms of matches, it was a short card. Yeah, there were what, uh, five matches. Those two chamber matches, you know, they have to take up a long time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. man, that women's match was was great. You know the thing about this uh, PLV, like if you'd asked me before it started who was going to win, I would have got four out of the five right. The only one I missed was Lashley Lesnar because I thought it was going to be a no DQ to set up. Uh, no, it was going to be a no contest to set up their WrestleMania match. Right. But everything else I, pre- I would predict accurately, and I still enjoyed the hell out of this. Oh, uh, absolutely. Event. It I just mean, goes to show, even though you can be predictable and fun. As long as you put on strong performances in the ring. Mm-hmm. And everybody brought their A game, it felt like. I think it was the, a combination of, um, you know, just – be, like there's I think I feel like the performers are still running on a high that you know that Vince isn't is not in charge anymore and hasn't mm-hmm. been for a while and isn't going to be at least for the foreseeable future God bless him right and I think it's just making the um the performers I think I just feel like it's it's really still still positively affecting the performers um uh, their willingness to put it all out there, and I think the fact that they're backing—they were in Canada for the night, you know—a hot Montreal crowd. That crowd, from the moment the show started to the very end, didn't let up, and that always helps. Yeah, that—that's um, everything you could want in a, a crowd of seventeen thousand. Which maybe they pumped up the microphones a little bit, but. You know, an arena of 17,000 sounded like a football stadium of, you know, 55, 60,000. Yeah. I, I don't know. They need to pump up the mic. It could have been a thing like, oh, we're going to pump it up. Oh, never mind. We get, if we turn it on, they're going to blow the mics out, leave it yeah. exactly how it is. Because they were, like you said, they were crazy from opening bell to the um, the end of the mat, at the end of the Reigns uh, Zane match. Uh, but yeah, we'll start with the women's elimination match. Um, Asuka goes over and so she's going to be headed to WrestleMania to have a match uh, against Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. The match itself was great. Yeah. Like I just rewatched it like everyone came off strong. Mm-hmm. And they made like Raquel Rodriguez I think I would have had Piper Nevin in there to play the monster heel. But right. Raquel did what was, what was necessary. She did good. I understand this company's pushing her. They, they she's gonna be the next big thing. But I just think having like the monster Piper just going in and doing basically what Bronson Reed did in the men's elimination chamber match, 
would have gone a long way to push her. Yeah, and in Raquel's case, I mean, they're clearly going with the slow burn, mm-hmm. slow build. Um, because, man, that would have been a great match to see at WrestleMania. Bianca and Raquel, you know, the peaks of their, you know, not the peaks, but, you know, maybe at the tops of their game. I don't know. Um, Are you saying but- that because she's Mexican like you? <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's okay. You can cheer for your hometown people. I cheer every time a black wrestler gets on, so you know that's all right to root for your people. No, I think um I think they're 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 uh really investing in in building that character up still. Yeah. But she, I think by right. SummerSlam you could see her in the top feud. Could you see her challenging for one of the belts by SummerSlam? I could. Yeah. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Another reason why is because what I really liked about this chamber match Mm -hmm. was that they didn't necessarily rely on uh, the remaining four horsewomen for this match. There was no Bailey. There's no. Obviously, no Charlotte because she's the champion. No Becky. There was no Becky. Like, you highlighted six of your best other performers mm-hmm. on the women's roster. And they showed they didn't need Becky Lynch. They didn't need Bailey. Uh, they didn't need Charlotte in that match to make it entertaining, to, um, to keep people interested and invested yeah. in. Yeah. Like, not necessarily. I'm not saying that they're pushing these people out of the way because they're always going to find a spot for Becky at the top of the card. You can, you know, Charlotte obviously will always be at the top of the card. But I mean, that's what you do in wrestling. That's how you build stars, you know. And sure, Natalia was in it, and she's been around forever, you know. And Carmella's had plenty of opportunities, but, but the fact that real real quick, Carmella, she's improved so much. Definitely. Like she, she looked great. Like it's great to see her back coming back after her um um miscarriage. Ooh, was not aware of that. Yeah. So it was great to see her back. Um and and double uh, glad to see her get her old persona back. Mm-hmm. Like the trash talking satin island princess. Right. So that's so much better for her than what they were doing before with her being like the Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I was the gonna man. say the rich chick with the valet, but sure. Oh, okay, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm glad to see her in the match and doing well. Um, Liv Morgan, she's been a favorite of mine for a while. So, like, they got everyone in this match I want to see. Yeah, it was fair. And also, one of the things you talk about, like these women who are like. Like they're not the top of the women's division, the women's card, but they need to keep going up and you know doing their best to prove themselves. They mm-hmm. gotta do that because there is a hell of a lot of women down NXT are just waiting. Yeah, like and- um, I know it's early for Soul Ruka, but she looks like a goddamn mutant. Did you see yeah. that video of her um doing squats? She's she is going to be a star. She was. She was squatting 305. <laughs> I don't know what she's like on the mic. So hopefully she's, you know, developing there. But, you know, if she uh, 
is as good on the mic as as she is uh, in the ring, mm-hmm. man, she is going to be a monster megastar. She has the potential to be a megastar. But we're about to have another women's revolution because we didn't even get to talk about like, like one day we're going to talk about all the women that are not NXT because we talk about Sol Ruka. You can talk about Zoe Stark, man. Mm-hmm. But the one I got my I got all the stock of Tiffany Stratton. I think I've, I don't, maybe I've seen one match of hers. I don't know. Oh man. She's yeah. like, she's like, <laughs> like, uh, one of those at- hyper athletes that's been only wrestling for a limited amount of time. Then you watch her in the match. Like, Oh shit. She's got everything. Is she the one that wrestles in chase you? No, no, that's a uh, Thea hall. That's right. That's right. Okay. I'll go back and check it out. Check her out for sure. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a, a quick video to send you. But yeah, but back to this match. Excellent match. I I love this match. Um, and it, like I said, it showcased all the women really, really well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going to the next. I, match. I like I like oh, Oscar getting the win. I like uh that matchup at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It's uh. I think it's gonna be a great match between her and Bianca. Oh yeah, man! They've already started because after uh, Oscar won, you know, Bianca won Twitter. It was like, "I'm ready for Oscar," and Oscar replied, "Was like, Bianca says she's ready for me. Is she some kind of com- some kind of comedian?" <laughs> All right, I'm gonna send. I'm sending you a video of uh, Tiffany Stratton doing this moonsault. I want you to watch it. Give me. Give me your thoughts so you see it. But yeah, man, it was great. Uh, moving on to the match two of the night, I want to talk about uh Bobby Lassie defeating Brock Lesnar. In fact, that's on TV for me right now. Um, wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buddy, she's one of those. I'm telling you, get yeah, you. wow, that's phenomenal, seamless, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know what they put in the water down in the performance center in Florida, but they got some X-Men coming up on both (laughs) the men and women's side. I'm telling you. Uh, Yeah, this match right here, quick match that I think we're all expecting, just a hoss fight between two big boys. And like I can really like this, like just wet my appetite for the match at WrestleMania. I I know later we're going to be talking about doing some fancy booking, but I'm already fancy booking these guys either in a no no whole bar match or a hell or a hell or a cell match. Mm-hmm. And I think the yeah. biggest story about this match right now, Brock Lesnar cannot break Bobby Lashley's hurt lock. That's a good point. Because he put him he put in uh, on him on Saudi Arabia, and Brock was able to pin him through a lucky's. Up and he put him on him again at the elimination chamber, and Brock had to low blow him to get out of it. <laughs> but I like that. I, I like that they've never really positioned Brock as as this like you know uh, the the uh, the strongest guy in the locker room, or you know the strongest competitor. You know, he doesn't necessarily need to to break the hurt the hurt lock. Oh, I think he's gonna do it at WrestleMania. 
Like he's never been a feats of strength kind of guy. It's just his ferocity and his athleticism. And uh, yeah, he's freakishly strong, but it's never been about, you know, like breaking things or like you know. Braun Strowman flipping over ambulances or pulling exactly. out strafing. It's been like, he's just a, he's a force of nature. It's like a hurricane. He's just going to come and fuck you up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if it happens in mania, cool. It'll be a great moment. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it, it's still, I don't even think it's needed at this point, it's but uh, in, in the day of uh, in this day of, um, Flippity floppy guys, speaking of, you know, Braun Strowman, flippy <laughs> floppy guys and AEW and, and super kick parties and things of that nature. Uh, I'll never get tired of two just mammoths going at it. Yeah, just beating the holy shit out of each other. Love mm-hmm. it. And the entire time I'm watching this match right now, I'm like, these guys look excellent for being in their mid 40s. <laughs> Brock is 45, Bobby is 46. You think we'll look like that at 45 and 46? I, I, I don't look at that like either one of them now. So, no. <laughs> at 35 and 36. Yeah, I don't look like that now at 36. I'm not going to make it there in a decade. Let's make it our goal, man. Let's All get right. there. <laughs> All right. Cut forward to us trying to exercise in our late 30s, <laughs> passing out on treadmills. All right. Also, they whenever you have guys kick out of the F five or the spear, you make them seem like superhuman, because everyone else if they take one spear, or one F five is out. That's so it. When it's someone good. like Bobby or uh, Sammy get to kick out of those finishes, it was like, oh shit, this is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, was a setup for the WrestleMania match, and I am not complaining at all. Not at all. I do have a question though, because. You- Bray Wyatt is suddenly um, in the mix, mm-hmm. at least according to his call out on the night before on SmackDown. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they incorporate him somehow. I don't necessarily need him to be involved. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, I'm okay with them doing it a fourth time at Mania. Um, I would be okay waiting for. Bray to you know challenge either one of those guys for SummerSlam, but they brought it up. I mean, they've introduced him into the story. You know, yeah, I understand. It might be something where like he's uh, Bobby's challenger after WrestleMania because I don't expect Brock to stay. You know, after WrestleMania, he'll be gone until I guess right before SummerSlam. Sure. Which works perfect for him. He comes like yeah. a hurricane. He comes and goes. Yeah. Hurricane, tornado, whatever. But, but yeah, I, I see, like, I think a lot of what WWE is doing is like, especially since Triple H took over, it's like we have these storylines that are working right now, but we're also seeding storylines for the future. Mm-hmm. That's so we we'll always have. And I, I, I guarantee you they uh, they do the stuff like here, then they gauge people's reaction on social media, and it's like, okay, we can keep going with that, or we'll change it up, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay. Moving on to the third match tonight, uh, Edge, Beth Phoenix, defeat uh, Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Great match. Yeah. Entertaining match. Um, 
you know, they got Dominic involved, which was, you know, is he in X-Pac heat territory? Oh, no, I think he's just in pure heat territory. Like, I don't think people want him to go away. I think people like, I think people enjoy booing him. Like, he's such a shit heel. He's, man, you know, he was boring as Rey Mysterio's son. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Boring, you know. And it's like, why, you know, how, how could anybody lose to this guy, this kid? But now, man, he is just a hunk of shit. <laughs> and it's, I love it, man. Yeah, he doesn't have go away heat. He has, I want to see this motherfucker get beat up. <laughs> 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 Which is great. Um, the Very entertaining match. Always good to see Beth Phoenix out there. Um Kind of interesting. Rhea's chemistry was great. They put on some great moments and spots in that match. Mm-hmm. That superplex from the top rope was incredible. That's one of the best superplexes I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And uh, I think everybody's talking about the end when um, Edge and Beth hit the shatter machine on Finn. Yeah, <laughs> oh, of course. Tick tock, tick tock. And did we'll you see, see uh, I think it was Beth. She posted a photo of that on Twitter with the caption, uh, top couple out. Oh, I yeah. did not see that. Oh, but... yeah. yeah. I think it was Beth. It might have been Edge, but yeah. Because everyone knows that's uh, FDR's thing. They they're, they call themselves the uh, top guys. The top guys mm-hmm. out. So, yeah. Just a do a couple um, irons on that fire of FTR coming back to WWE. Wouldn't Which, wouldn't wouldn't be the worst thing. Definitely not, because there's so many tag teams that can, they can go up against. Uh, you got the Usos, you got the New Day, and then there's a bunch of guys down in NXT again that, like, if they wanted to come back, it would be no problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking about this match earlier and there was this rumor going around that this WrestleMania is going to be Edge's last WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So hearing that, I came up with a booking idea for Edge versus Finn Balor Mm -hmm. where basically the stipulation is Edge 101 versus Finn. Uh, If Edge wins, the Judgment Day is disbanded. If Finn wins, Edge has to retire. Ah, interesting. That way, Finn wins. You make him a super heel by getting rid of uh, Edge, and you put you put him over for whatever you want him to go for next. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the guy to go up for the top title. That that could work, man. Let me ask you this though. What yeah, about like, Damian Priest? Hmm. He's the one that, that initiated the ousting of of Edge. We haven't really seen them go at it. And if I'm gonna be honest, I think he could use the rub more than Finn in terms of retiring a, a legend like Edge. 
Now, if you're doing it because you just need a you you need a big name already to retire Edge, if Edge feels like he needs a bigger name to retire him, and he chooses Finn Balor, then fine, I, I get that. But mm-hmm. I think Edge has enough respect, or has enough, you know, he understands the game enough to know that uh, Priest could could use that rub to really put him over as a, a top heel. Because Finn could always, at some point, will be a, a, a baby face again. You know? Mm-hmm. I think people people enjoy people enjoy whatever he does. Yeah. But I think uh, I think the current or the gimmick before the Judgment Day for Damian Priest, I don't think it was cutting it. I think he was just a guy that hung out, happened to hang out with Bad Baby because they're both Puerto Rican. Right, and they both, you know, what did I say? You said Bad Baby. Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 I thought, okay. Uh, You know, they're both Puerto Rican, they speak Mm. Spanish and, you know, all that stuff. But that gimmick in NXT where, you know, where he was, you know, hot tub side with these girls and wearing sunglasses at night and stuff like that you know that was kind of a cool gimmick that the fans enjoyed um yeah but that gimmick had a shelf life true so the next babyface iteration i don't think was as strong mm-hmm. but uh i think beating someone like edge as a heel retiring him I think that would put him over as a massive heel figure, you know, in, in the company. I agree with that. My only thing is the, it's just the way that I have set up where, um, if the judgment day loses, they get disbanded. That definitely seems something that the leader has to do. The leader judgment day has to do. Sure. And not just his underling. Mm-hmm. And it's also like, if you're going that route, then your next route is going to be dismantling the Judgment Day because then Damien Priest can be like, well, I retired Edge. Why are you the leader? Mm-hmm. And I still think the Judgment Day has juice. There's still juice to squeeze. Okay. And honestly, like my plan is like, you give Finn the win, you make him the soup, the super heel on raw and then he's going up against cody rhodes for the universal championship or the wwe championship because i have a booking plan for that as well okay okay that's fair enough i'm i'm intrigued now oh yeah because people have been talking about oh how are they going to split the belts what's the best way to do it i'm like the best way is the simplest way and that would be cody wins against roman at wrestlemania mm-hmm the next night at Raw, he's like, I got the belt that my daddy never won, but I don't want to be this tyrant over WWE, so I'm going to relinquish the Universal Championship. And then you just set up a tournament for the Universal uh, Championship on SmackDown going forward. Mm. I like it. I, I don't... I have no problem with just relinquishing one, you know? Because that's the simplest. That's the simplest thing. You have 
Cody Rhodes, he's the baby face, and that's the most baby face thing he could do is like, hey, I don't want to be the dick lording over WWE. Here, I'm going to let someone else rise up. Yeah, because your only other option to move on from Roman mm-hmm. is the worst option. It'd be to pay Dwayne $20 million to come back to find time and come back, beat Roman, and mm-hmm. the next night on Raw say, I can't be champion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm giving up both titles. And then you've got, you know, then it was just like, what was the point? What that there's nothing for Roman. Yeah. And I really don't think this bloodline story needs the rock in it. Clearly it doesn't. <laughs> like I listened to the wrestling podcast. They're like, we need Dwayne. We need him to come in. I'm like, no, the fuck we don't. You I'm really like, don't. I'm like, we'll get to the bloodline and everything later, but I'm like, do you, you guys need to realize that this story is not about Roman and Sammy. The story is really about Roman and Jay. And it yeah. always has been. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one of the things I hate about wrestling. You guys want long-term storytelling, but then when the WWE does it and it does it right, you guys aren't paying attention. <laughs> Sorry. Just don't want to be bitter. Let me let that go. All right. Um, so let's move on to the men's elimination chamber match. Austin Theory, um, defends his U.S. championship, uh, retains it. Bronson Reed, Damian Pease, Johnny Gongarno, Montez Ford, Seth Rollins. Oh, my Lord. This might, this so far, this is the match of the year. Man, that's that's a big statement. I, I can't, so far, two months in, I can't argue with you on that one. Uh, it, everyone came in and acted an ass in this <laughs> It was crazy. Like you start off the match with Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins. That's the star of the match. <laughs> Bronson, That's just a great wrestling match. Damien Priest comes in to wreck shop. Bronson Reed comes in, looks like a fucking monster. They have to hit him with like six super kicks, and everyone has to, <laughs> everyone has to spam finishing moves like this. Raw versus SmackDown 07. Mm. It is insane. The, like they made him look like a hyper beast. Austin Theory out here being the, the chicken shit heel, like hiding in one of the containers until Gargano and Rollins whoop his ass inside. That was a great spot. Just watching two guys just enter that chamber, that pod with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, yeah. Just wailing on him, you know, in close quarters was hilarious. And Montez, one thing about theory is Mm -hmm. that I he necessarily this current run of his necessarily hasn't been a chicken shit heel. He's been arrogant and he's been willing to take on anybody. So I was I I didn't mind him in that moment being the guy that runs and hides, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, you remember when he cast in his money in the bank on the. U.S. Championship and loss, and everyone thought Triple H was burying him. Yeah, <laughs> and he's been on the run of his career and doing great. He's been killing it. He's been amazing. <laughs> like he's been doing. He's great at his heel work. Like he's he's going to be like running WWE for the next 10, 15 years. He's got everything going for him. He got everything. 
I just wonder, like, after his heel work, can you see him as a baby face? Because I no. can. <laughs> yeah. And that's what separates him from John Cena because mm. the, you know, the comparison, the John Cena comparisons have been running rampant for mm-hmm. years now. But the big difference is there is just no way he'll, he can turn face and people will get behind it and people will buy it. Yeah. Because John Cena didn't come on the scene and talk about eight when he was the heel, he didn't come on the scene and talk about how he's this you know twenty five year old, you know future of the company president of the company. He was just I don't like you. I'm gonna say some shit things about you, and we're gonna fight. This kid rubs it in all of our faces. He's rubbing it in the faces of 35, 36 year old guys who are watching it saying. I'm 25 years old and I'm the best thing in this company. And we fucking hate it. And we eat it up and we're like, yeah. this prick. Yeah. And right. you're going to talk to Seth Rollins like that. Steph, stomp him through the fucking floor. Right. And it's yeah. great. Yeah. It's there's, great. there's no redeeming it. They're like, why? There's nothing he could do that could make you feel sorry for him and get behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I could see him. Eventually becoming champ, you know, uh, you know, world champion at some point. Yeah, you know, and you need that. You need that that heel to like he's not going to be a monster heel, but he'll be, you know, uh, he's going to be that guy who wins the championship. And every time a baby face goes up against him, you're going to be like down on your knees pr- praying yeah. that he loses. And every time he comes out ahead, he wins. It's going to hurt a little more. <laughs> right. That was great. But yeah, the man I, I want to talk about, Montez Ford. My God. Man. Has he- everything in the world to be a megastar. And we got one step closer to that with that performance. Was he bitten by a radioactive spider? <laughs> <laughs> this man does everything. In in the ring, in the cage, and it's crazy. And I want that jacket, right? Yeah. And I know it's one of a kind because uh uh Bianca made it for him. Yeah. Like she posted a video of TikTok of her making his entire video, and I'm watching her do all that. I'm like, no wonder he just tweets God is good every day. If I woke <laughs> up next to that woman, I'd be religious as hell too. <laughs> but yeah man like he's he's like I don't know when they're gonna pull the trigger hopefully it's later this year but once he he makes it big he's gonna be on a run there's gonna be no stopping this this guy like I I I just run out of words to talk about how how amazing it is like like he's so he's charismatic he's athletic he can be him and his wife can be the face of the company at any point. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy. Um, he has the makings of being a John Cena, Rock, a Rock, a Miz. Even hear me out. In terms of being a top guy mm-hmm. and being the face, the guy that can. Do every press junket, yeah, and be yep. personable, and charismatic, and make you interested in 
and can sell the product that is WWE. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. As much hated the Miz gets, as great a heel as he is, there's nobody better at present that can do a, a morning radio show, that can do a TV interview, uh, like him, and and can sell the product. And you Cena see. had that; he had to do it because he was champion for so no. many for so long and so many times. My favorite part, you were like, he's like the Miz, but hold on, give me a second. And I knew exactly where you were going to go. <laughs> the team, like, I wasn't even mad or anything. I know you can go and go to the team. He can do all the stuff. Give him yeah. a belt. Put him and his wife on Good Morning America or put them on, uh, what's, it, what's it now? Kelly and um, Mark. Mark. Yeah, and they, they can sell the shit out of any uh, event. Yeah. And there's not a lot of people on the roster that can do that. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I was kind of, I was rooting, of course, I was rooting for him to win. Mm-hmm. I love that dude. But, like, if you have him and his wife both open championships, just walking around, you know, on red carpets, giving, talking to the press, all that stuff, it's like, you see a picture of that as a, as a young black child being like, oh, wow, you can make it into WWE. Be yeah. a champ, like. Let me ask you this now. Ooh, Seth Rollins, love that man. Yes, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm watching. I'm watching, like I said, I'm watching earlier, and all the interest in coming out. And Seth is just chaotic Joker energy. But yes, <laughs> the you said you, you're hoping that later on in the year they'll they'll pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they break him up or whatever. What do you think? Do you think it would be too soon? Because I feel like the obvious direction that they're going, and we can kind of, you know, it's part of our fantasy booking. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it, you know, it really feels like the the clear obvious direction that they're going with theory is John Cena doing something with John Cena at WrestleMania. They've been teasing it for over a year now, but after that performance on Saturday, man, the you know, the wrestling fan in me, not the casual fan, because we're mm-hmm. not casual fans. We watch it every week. We watch all the PLEs. We're still tuning in. The wrestling fan in me, though, kind of would like to see Tez on that stage and pushing him into that, that you know, spotlight now and him challenging Theory for the title, mm-hmm. you know. And for all the Cena comparisons to with Austin Theory, uh, you know Cena won his first singles title at WrestleMania when he won the United States title, and you could go that direction with Montez instead of Theory, and having him win the United States title at WrestleMania on the biggest stage of them all, and setting things in motion for him. You know, for for him to be ready for when when the time comes to put the rocket mm-hmm. on his back and shoot him off into the main event, which not necessarily has to be this year or right now, but you know, putting him, bringing him up to number two, because like you said, if we go if we go by your booking, mm-hmm. put the WWE title back on Raw, you've got Cody at the top. Montez could definitely fit in as number two as United States champion and continue to make that title relevant and continue to put a shine on it. 
That's another reason why I was like Montez can can win or could have won on Saturday because if you're doing Theory versus Cena, which is a rumor, you don't need the United States title involved in that. True. But it's a good spot. It's a good showcase for both of those guys. But you know what I'm thinking? Those two guys could put on a great match. Yeah. What I'm thinking right now is there's always a chance that Theory loses the championship between now and WrestleMania and like blames John Cena for it. Oh, okay. Because he's starting the open challenge again tonight. And we're recording on Monday. Mm -hmm. Yes. Edge is accepted. Man, has has there been a bad open challenge? No. Like, even like either you get someone you already wrestled a bunch, you have amazing chemistry with, or we get to see you wrestle against someone we've never seen before, and it's like, oh, I want to see more of this. Like, I don't think it's the, ever the failed. worst one. I'll tell you the worst. The worst one. Hmm. The worst one was Sami Zayn. He threw his shoulder out. Oh, okay. <laughs> Making his entrance. <laughs> He threw his shoulder out, uh, skanking down the ramp to his theme song, and he couldn't wrestle the match with Cena. It was it was terrible. Speaking of Sami Zayn, he's currently wrestling against Baron Corbin on Raw. Hmm. Which that also reminds me of something I was thinking about a couple of days ago. When you hit like WrestleMania season in between like Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, it should be like a rule of, like. There's no we're um we're relaxing the rule on the um on what's it called on the brand split yeah because like everybody is trying to make it to WrestleMania everybody trying to get uh, a match with someone even if they're not on your show you need it mm-hmm. it's like as soon no, as that's why there were so many women in the chamber match from SmackDown I mean, there's like yeah. four women. It's like as when we're done with WrestleMania backlash, then the uh, brand split rules come back into play. But it's like three and a half months where it's it's free. Yeah, and I'm sure USA and Fox will enjoy that because it's been like, oh, well, it's free. Roman can show up on anywhere. He can be on both uh, shows uh, in a week. Not just Roman, but Sammy. Sammy's pushing the needle, man. I mean, yeah. Sammy is. 1A, 1B with him and Roman in terms of most over wrestlers in, in the company and all of wrestling at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He's probably the number one baby face in the entire company right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy to say. Right. Uh, uh, but um, last link on the chamber match, I think. Oh, uh, oh, oh. set up. Oh, I forgot. I know we forgot. Yeah. Logan Paul, baby. Set it up. That's it. You can say whatever you want about Logan Paul personally, but in the ring, in the ring, he is one of those ones, buddy. Yep. He has, I don't care what you guys say about the dude over at AEW. Logan Paul has the best buckshot lariat in wrestling. <laughs> oh, hang on, page. <laughs> I look, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Logan, I've seen him pull it out multiple times. And that shit is crisp every time. Every time. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that match for sure. It's gonna be 
it's it's probably going to be better than Logan Paul and Roman. Oh, that's crazy to say because that was an excellent match. Yeah, <laughs> no. the stakes are obviously not as high, mm-hmm. but the if you're looking for a wrestling match, that's there's going to be no better than that one mm-hmm. as of now. Like you know, early as we're developing, you know, as the card is still being put together, it seems. But that's got to be a you know like you know a lock for for mania. Yeah, that's a hundred percent. It's not on Wikipedia yet, but it will be soon. Yeah, because he hit him with the buckshot Larry and then a curve stop. <laughs> right, <laughs> just, that is just disrespect on top of disrespect. <laughs> like Seth got to tell Becky to go get the strap after that. Go get the Roscoe. <laughs> <laughs> We got to go kill this YouTuber. Yep. We got to find this YouTuber now. That was disrespectful. Man, yeah, man. I don't, listen, I don't like saying it any more than you like hearing people, but Logan Paul, he's that dude in the ring. Yeah. He's going to win a championship, and <laughs> it's not going to be crazy. It can't be. No, I mean, it's he's got all the tools. He's got all the tools for it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to stop him is all the stuff that he has outside of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Oh, like schedule. Yeah. 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 Have you tried Prime yet? Dog. You have, haven't you? Listen, these kids that my son goes to school with, they want this like nothing I've ever seen. Every time we go to the store, he's asking for this prime. We went to Sam's Club uh, a couple of days ago, and we found it. We had a 24-pack. He damn near bum-rushed me to get to the pallet. Buckshot Lariat? <laughs> damn, he almost hit me with a Lashley spear with the roll. Okay, <laughs> But yeah, we got the 24-pack. Uh, of the um, not the energy one, the um, the other one, the one the kids could actually drink. Um, yeah, I, I can't even complain. It's good. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I had the blue raspberry. It's a little tart, but it's <laughs> I like tart because you know I like um, I'm a big strong uh, ra- uh lemonade guy. So tart drinks are my my uh, in my bag. So it was a little tart, but I, I drank the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> he t- he puts one in his lunch back for school, and I'm pretty sure the other kids are like asking desperately where the hell he got it from. <laughs> I'm be there's gonna be a parent group chat talking about where the hell you get this damn prime from. <laughs> but yes, it's good. All right, I might give it a shot. Well, why not? Just. I'll just say this. We got 24, and he's not going to be able to drink all 24 because I'm going to be sneaking some of these away. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get to the main event. Um Reigns retains his uh, WWE Universal Championship, beating Sami Zayn. Love this match. There's only one thing I would have changed about it. Okay. Uh, what is that? The one thing I would change is I would have had Roman Reigns put the guillotine on Sami Zayn and had him pass out. I was thinking that too. During the match, I was thinking that. I was like, maybe they should just 
Just choke him out. Because I think that would have the crowd would have been nuclear, just like Sammy trying to get back up, and he sees mm-hmm. his arm like raising and falling and raising, and then it just falls down that last time. He doesn't tap, he just passes out. Mm-hmm. And then the entire time, Roman's just talking shit. He's like, I didn't want it to be like this. You could have had it good while he's choking him out. Like, yeah, I, I went back and forth on it. I, was, I wouldn't have, honestly, I wouldn't have been opposed to it i was kind of hoping for it to be honest but thinking about it like i feel like the uh all the false finishes mm-hmm. were so like uh they were so not infuriating but they were so um they had you like they had me invested so much like oh my god i can't believe he kicked out that i felt like you have to go you have to finish it with the with the pin because you just you don't know when it's gonna happen. Like he's kicked out so many times. Like mm-hmm. and then you, you you do feel that that you know depletion like that deflate deflation come out like when when he doesn't finally doesn't kick out of it. Yeah, I understand. That's just a personal preference for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it. I I completely get it. I'm like Nick picking over one of the best matches that I've seen this year. So second best match of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, man. I'm sorry. Triple H has been in his bag ever since he took over, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to lose that bodice touch eventually, eventually, but um, here's hoping it's not for another 10 years. Right. Um, this match was excellent. It had the, the physicality. It had the mind games them just like before the match even started just standing around letting the crowd just take over mm-hmm. um special mvp shout out to mrs hemi zane like totally. she was great great playing her part as the dutiful loving wife mm-hmm. um when Sammy- runner up runner up mvp paul Heyman. oh yeah <laughs> swatting at Kevin Owens when his back was turned <laughs> like a oh, kid. What I want more than anything in life is whenever Roman is, has a match, I want a picture in picture with a second camera just on Paul Heyman to watch his facial expressions. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it is every time it was like a two count and Roman kicks out, You they put the camera on Paul and he's just standing there with this like stern face with the two fingers up. <laughs> like, he's like, you make sure that was two, motherfucker. Like that was that was man, that was a great it was a great match. I mean, what else can you say about like Roman Reigns is just that dude, he's that mob boss, he's that that unstoppable force. Like, and the entire time you know that Sami Zayn cannot win because mm-hmm. it's it's elimination chamber. You know, uh, in your heart of heart that Roman Reigns is gonna go to WrestleMania champion, but the longer that match goes, the more that hope just kept yeah. growing and you like maybe there's a chance it could happen and i, mean, I don't the, i don't think anybody does that better than wrestling like of course even when you know in your head how it's gonna go but you just have that that childlike hope that you're wrong that that they're gonna do the impossible i mean i, I think about it i was thinking about it 
a lot. And it's like, mm. there's just nothing like pro wrestling when, when the hometown guy is involved, mm-hmm. like, you know, you go to a football game or a basketball game or whatever. And, you know, the superstar is the hometown guy, whether he's drafted by his hometown team or he's making his homecoming or whatever. There's this energy, there's this buzz about it, but man, when a pro wrestler is in the main event for the world title in his hometown, there is just and and when he hasn't performed in that hometown in a while, and they give you that hero's welcome, that homecoming chant, there is there's a reason why they didn't start wrestling right away. Cause you gotta let them soak it in. You gotta soak it in because it's just it is a um, it's a picture perfect moment watching that camera zoom out and these two guys who hate each other are acknowledging the moment of 17,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs in you know and and not losing energy after three hours and it's like you said they turn a arena of 16 17,000 people into a goddamn football stadium. Yeah. It feels like the entire nation of Canada is inside that arena chanting yeah. for Sami Zayn and booing the everlasting fuck out of Roman. Mm-hmm. They were cursing at that man like he kicked a a three uh three-pawed puppy. <laughs> they went and that like you said a great crowd will turn an a great match into an excellent one. Mm-hmm. And that was that was great. Like it's like, well, whew, I need a cigarette after this. I need a lay back. It had all the elements of mm-hmm. it had everything you could ask for. A hot crowd, uh incredible match, you know. Just uh and even the hero at the end of getting hit, you know, still getting his, you know, or the heel getting his comeuppance at the end. Because sure, Roman won the battle, probably even won the war. He won the war, but Sammy won a battle at least at the end of the night. Yeah, he proved himself to Roman. Like, mm-hmm. you may be the man, you can whoop my ass, whatever, but I ain't no bitch. And he proved himself to that audience that like, I am worth cheering. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't come out on top. I didn't get the job done. But you know, you didn't make a mistake in backing me because I still put it all out on the line, and I, you know, I punched the bully in the face better than anybody's punched him in a long time. And now there's no one who can't say they can't picture Sami Zayn as a champion in his country, mm-hmm. whether that be WWE or Universal. Like he yeah. can be at the top guys in one of the shows. Mm-hmm. I know people. Uh, I think um, Triple H compares Sami Zayn to like uh, Mick Foley. Yeah, let's not forget Mick Foley won the championship. Sure. <laughs> in fact, Mick Foley win that championship like turned the tides of WWE versus WCW. Well, in part because of Eric Bischoff spoiling it on live television. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that him winning, helped. hey, if he didn't win, people, if people didn't have invested, if people weren't invested in that man, they wouldn't have changed the channel. True. That's true. 
I think people are more invested in Sami Zayn now than ever before. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. It's going to be interesting to see what his road to WrestleMania looks like. And that's a credit to him, to Jimmy and Jay Uso, to Roman, to all the bloodline. Like all of them have, have made this storyline like the best in wrestling in years. Like for, yeah. for me, this is my favorite storyline since Kofi Mania. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the best well turned story that they've told since what? Daniel Bryan? Him going to WrestleMania 30? Yeah, his his road to WrestleMania. Well, I guess they, they dropped the ball yeah. immediately. I guess best, yeah. well, best like fan involved story because mm-hmm. the fans are 100% behind this. Yeah. Maybe the summer of punk. Hmm. Man, there are things about that summer of punk I would change, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, did you have an issue with the two ref bumps? Uh, I do. I have an issue with the second one because I felt like they botched, like they were supposed to, you were supposed to bump earlier. Mm-hmm. And they missed it because him and Roman looked at each other like, oh shit, maybe I'm. I think I was supposed to be one step closer and I wasn't. And now we got to keep going with the match. And then like less than five minutes later, they, it's like they corrected themselves and make sure, made sure the bump happened. I have to rewatch it. Cause I got the feeling like it was more like, Oh shit, I almost hit you. And then when he actually hit him later Mm -hmm. on, Yeah, but my thing is like I would have, I just wouldn't have had the second ref bump. Mm-hmm. I just would have had the first ref out for longer for Jimmy to come out, right? And then, damn. Well, I guess the problem is, no, no, okay. Oh, I'd have Jimmy come out, super kick. Roman tried to try to pin him. Ro- maybe Roman go go get the ref, and then Sammy takes out Jimmy. And then Roman comes in with the chair and Jay steps in. Possibly. I'm, I'm trying to think of like if I, if I do the way I'm doing where there's only one ref bump, then how do you get Jay involved? Mm-hmm. Because it would make no sense for Roman to get go out there and get the ref. He would make uh, Jimmy go do it. Right. So maybe it's a slow ref count. Sammy takes out Jimmy, turns around, gets you know, gets knocked down by Roman. Rome Roman go get the chair. And then that's when Jimmy pops in. I just thought the second ref bump bump was a little little overbooked. I think so. I, I think you're right. It felt a little out of place. I know what they're doing. They were like, "We need. We're going to do two because the 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 Usos have to go one by one." Mm-hmm. So I understand it. I just I just would just plan the one ref bump and just put everything together during that entire time. The one ref was out. Yeah, definitely would not have minded. But yeah, the intrigue, the drama, the theater. Jay Uso coming down there, 
basically ignoring Roman order to take Sammy out with the chair. He does a stand up thing. Roman gets in his face and tries to big dog him. And then unfortunately, Jay gets speared by Sammy accidentally. Which really sucks for Jay because, you know, anyone watching knows that was an accident. Mm-hmm. Of course. But Jay's not going to feel that way. You get speared by someone that you've been trying to protect. You're like, all right, well, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> but I'm just going back to what we saw in the ring between Jay and Roman, it's a replay of what we saw a couple years ago when Jay and Roman were feuding where Jay was trying to stand up for himself and not be punked by his cousin and Roman's was just gaslighting him and using that that um, those familiar ties to be like you should be with me you should do what I tell you because of family right? and it's like Jay eventually broke down and gave in and then he's seen this guy over here who he had the, he, he was in with the family he was good he could have bowed down like Jay did but he stood up for himself he stood up for his friend and Jay's like well shit what am I doing here that could have been me even though I got my ass whooped by Roman, I could have still been my own man. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, this entire bloodline story, it hasn't been about Roman and whoever he's facing. It has been about Roman and Jay. Jay falling in line. Jay and Jimmy falling in line. Having the whole family aspect of everything in. This has been Jay's story, Jay and Roman's story, no matter who else is around them. Like Jay got in line, won the champ, the tag team championship with his brother, had this historical run, and had all the success, but gave up his humanity in the process. And now it's like, is he going to be able to find that again? Is he going to be his old man, turn against his brother and his his brothers, sorry, and his cousin, or is he going to fall back in line with the entire butt line? I'm like, this is why we don't need The Rock. We don't need anyone else interfering in the story. We exactly. have we have the story that you guys swear to God that y'all want. We have the drama. We have the entry. We have everything right here. We don't need Dwayne coming in here and ruining anything. Let him ruin other, movie pro- other movies. Don't come in and ruin this one. <laughs> Speaking of which, I saw Black Adam. Because it was on HBO Max. Yeah, I think it was on HBO Max. I went over to my mom's house a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, after my grandma had a stroke and they were watching it. And I'm like, okay, this is on. I'll watch it. And you ain't missing nothing. You ain't watching it. <laughs> Every time I go over to my, mom, my mom's house, she's watching some damn movie or show that gets me interested in it. Like last, I went over there Sunday. She's watching the show I think called Air Med Jeez Sky Med is it Sky Med Sky Med it's some Canadian TV show that's on (laughs) Paramount Plus about these uh, doctors like I think they're in Alaska no they're not yeah they're like doctors like fly medical supplies because um, either Alaska or Canada you know, they fly people in medical supplies because the roads that people can't drive. It's like 
it's so it's just a crazy ass drama and I'm fucking hooked <laughs> and I can't stand my mother. <laughs> I love her dearly, but this is some bullshit to give you on this shit that I now have to watch. She got you hooked. Yeah. All right, but I'm uh, sorry. Sorry to for that tangent. <laughs> Back to Jimmy and Roman. Like this is a story. This is where you get. This is a story that's gonna be playing out for the next six weeks or now in the WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I've already like mapped that out to WrestleMania, where basically like it's gonna be the Usos against Sammy and um, KO for the tag titles. They need help, but Roman doesn't show up. So they lose to Sammy and KO. And then on night two of WrestleMania, when uh, Roman needs help from his cousins against Cody uh, Cody Rose, none of them show up. Nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. And that's how he loses the championship. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. Uh, anything else you have on uh, Elimination Chamber? No, that's it, man. It was it was a great show. Um, I am excited for WrestleMania now. Yeah, I'm excited thoroughly, to see where they go. Thoroughly sports entertained, baby. Absolutely. Mustafa Ali just pinned Dolph Ziggler on Raw. It's about time. Wait, is it? How do you say his name? It's not Mustafa. Mustafa. Mustafa, sorry. Apologies. <laughs> so the Miz is backstage with his wife. And um, what's her name? His name Kelly? Kathy? Kathy Kelly. Kathy Kelly. She came up to Miz with a microphone trying to talk to him. And he like waved her off to for Maurice and I was like you yeah you did the right thing <laughs> like, yeah you fine but have you seen my wife <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to the booking section so um Oof, man I think I, think I we should booked- hold off on that one because huh? I think we should hold off on it because mm-hmm. because I've already booked like five matches yeah, and and um, I think we need to see you know where things go from here. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, we definitely have three for sure matches in the two women's title matches and Roman and Cody. Yeah, and we're pretty certain we're going to get Rollins versus uh, Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. It's looking like um, we'll get Austin Theory versus uh, John Cena. So that's. Five possible. There's gonna be mm-hmm. something for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther is gonna send somebody to God on WrestleMania. <laughs> Tag team off to a good start hmm? Off to a good start there. We got all kinds of Tag Team Championships. So WrestleMania is gonna be great. The Raw after WrestleMania is gonna be crazy. I don't know if you heard about uh Jay White. Mm-hmm. Switchblade Jay Wright, one of the best wrestlers in New Japan right now. Looks like he's on his way to WWE. 
It'll be interesting to see what they do with him, mm-hmm. how they treat him. Yeah. I hope they do the same thing they did to Cody Rhodes. It's like, we brought you in here because we know you're a big fucking deal. So why would we treat you like a Mick Carter? <laughs> It'd be crazy for him to go if, yeah. if he was going to be treated anything less. Because yeah. that made no uh, sense. We're going to give you all this money and then treat you like just some regular Joe Smoke off the off the um off the sidewalk. <laughs> nah. My man, let's treat you like a superstar. Oh. Or oh, 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 our favorite um big guy, the our modern day Maharaja. <laughs> Jinder Mahal is apparently gonna be facing Braun Breaker for the NXT championship. It's a good match for Braun. It's a good um He, I think he'll learn a lot from. I think he's got a chance to learn a lot from gender. Mm. Gender's not a bad wrestler; he's got a bad gimmick, yeah. kind of a boring gimmick. But um, no, I think it'll be a good match for sure. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Breaker loses and he's up on Raw. Yeah. All right. You think that's enough for wrestling? <laughs> All right, that's enough for wrestling for us. Uh, we shall be back next week talking about. Ooh, I know what we gotta talk about. The boys are back. Oh yeah, yeah. So hopefully this time next week we'll start talking about some baseball. It's been way too wait. long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's time for us to talk about. Oh, hold on, <laughs> talk about the reigning, defending. Undisputed World Series champions, your Houston Astros. I love it. Uh, I like the sound of it. I'm be doing it all. I'm be doing it all year. Lord, don't let them go back to back. I'm going to act the fool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to act the ass if they win again. All right. So that's all for us uh, tonight. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Talk to you guys some more, either Monday or Tuesday. Um, Anthony, it's always a pleasure talking to you, brother. Always, always. And um, yeah, wish you and your family health and happiness, man. Thank you very much. Uh, to you also, always, man. And to everybody listening, thank you for you know download, sharing, listening, everything that you do. We appreciate it a lot. Um, if you wouldn't mind just give us a review wherever you listen to this stuff it really helps our numbers and you know helps us trick that pesky algorithm into making people think they actually want to listen to us <laughs> <laughs> alright let's get out of here for Anthony I'm De Quincy later